This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. So I wanted to turn to the Olympics. I know we got a lot of people riled up earlier. Not that that was the intention, of course. It's talk rate. Oh, never mind. Okay, it happened. And people are understandably not too happy, myself included, about the $500,000 spent on the rust and rocks at the side of the Trans-Canada Highway, which we're supposed to appreciate as being modern art. And that is a drop in the bucket of what we were looking at if Calgary hosts the Olympics. We know the cost of the 1988 Olympics would be in 2017 dollars $1.5 billion. Now the estimates and the cost to host an Olympics is much higher than that. And when you look at the list of Olympics sorted out by cost, which Wikipedia has many shortcomings, this is a very good one. When you look at the actual cost of the Olympics, it's amazing how many of them have a little red sign beside them instead of a little green sign. There's not a lot of money to be made here. Is it worth it? I don't think so. Tristan Hopper of the National Post had a great piece. Has anyone told Calgary that its Olympic bid plan is a staggeringly horrible idea? Well, he is going to do exactly that right now and tell Calgary what I would hope people know, but I realize some people might be uh, very caught up in the glamour of it. Uh, Tristan, it's good to talk to you. Thanks very much for coming on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me back. So this is a, a really concerning one, because I, I think that the Olympics are, are best enjoyed from in front of your television rather than any other capacity. And, and we've seen logistical nightmares ensue around Olympics. We see cost overruns almost with as much uh, gar- of a guarantee as, you know, the gold medal count, probably more of a guarantee than the gold medal count for, you know, Canada and U.S. and, and China and whatnot. Uh, why is an Olympic bid such a bad idea for Calgary or, or any other city? Uh, basically, it's a bunch of money that you pour into something and you never get back. So when, when I'm sure Calgary right now is hearing a bunch of arguments, uh, well, it'll you know, spur the economy, uh, it'll increase tourism, it'll increase investment, it'll increase our world status because people are looking at Calgary for two weeks on television around the world. Uh, but, uh, I mean, economists like to study Olympics because it's very easy to do. It's a big thing that happens, and you can sort of look at all these indicators before and after and see what effect it had. And... Study after study shows that there aren't really any economic effects. So what you have to remember about an Olympics is really the only reason you do it is because it feels good and it's fun. Uh, so we try and intellectualize it with all these uh, you know, peripheral things. So this will be an economic engine that will pull us out of the recession. But none of that is backed up by any data. Uh, this is just a big party that costs billions of dollars. So, uh, I mean, if you're going to do an Olympics, at least stand up and have the guts to say, Yeah, I like Olympics, so let's just spend (laughs) all of the money on holding Olympics. Yeah, it's it's something that if your argument is, I think it would be fun, I, I have a little bit more, I don't agree with you, but I have a little bit more sympathy, because at least there's some intellectual honesty there, because I know that there's this grand vision that people have, that it's going to boost tourism, and it's going to put cities on the map, and and I, I think that there are two different things, making someone aware of a city, like I had never heard of Sochi, for example, before Sochi ho- hosted the Olympics, would it change my likelihood of going there? No, and I'm actually someone that likes traveling abroad and, and seeing different parts of the world would i see beijing yeah does the olympics make me any more likely to do that no and i don't think that's ever going to happen if a calgary or a toronto or would do it or i don't think it happened to vancouver either and when it does hit uh this is the 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 olympic tourist it's uh, it's known to tourism operators it actually kills all your other tourism industries uh, because for that year 
uh, your city and your country's tourism is dominated by people who have come to see the Olympics. So, you know, that's good for hotels, but uh, this is a, a phenomenon that was seen in London. It was seen in Montreal in 1976. Uh, tourists comes to see the Olympics. They're there to do Olympic things. So your art galleries, your museums, your absolutely everything else is a ghost town uh, with all these tourists coming specifically for the Olympics. So uh, a lot of your tourism operators can actually be kneecapped uh, by this massively expensive thing that you brought in. And one of the really big problems as well is that they keep getting more and more expensive, and, and not just because of inflation, but the actual cost uh, because of security changes and every country wanting to you know one-up each other is, is getting out of hand. The most uh, expensive Olympics were uh, the Beijing Olympics in 2008, which cost $44 billion until... The Sochi Olympics, and then you know the Russians spend uh, fifty-one billion dollars, and this is U.S. by the way. And if Canada is on track to to host them again, we're looking at estimates here that are saying it's going to be a lot more pared down, but still three times as much as it was the last time it was hosted in Calgary. That's right. So it's not going to be Sochi. Uh, I mean, that that was just an obscene amount of overspending. I don't think any Olympics. Uh, is ever going to reach that type thing. But uh, yeah, you mentioned at the top of the show, $826 million in 1988, which in today's dollars is $1.5 billion. So already early estimates are saying that Olympics would be three times the price. And it's an Olympics. Every single Olympics has cost overruns. That's what happens when you hold a giant event with a deadline on it. And Vancouver actually has one of the best rankings for least cost overruns, and they still win 17% over budget. So realistic to say that you're looking at about six billion dollars early estimates that's if everything goes correctly and this is one of the best run olympics uh, of modern times which I, I have no doubt it would be but uh, you know if it, it started to go bad then you're looking at uh, seven eight nine billion dollars you know if toronto or montreal were holding it it, it would be a disaster pretty quickly but yeah six billion dollars uh, which is way bigger uh, than anything calgary is used to and one of the things as well, and I'm glad you pointed this out, is, is that a lot of people would say, oh, well, since we already you know, had this almost 30 years ago, we can actually benefit from the stuff we built for that. And we can actually you know, do better because we already have it, except no, because apparently none of that would really work this time around. Yes, don't get caught up in that. Like, oh, we already have the stuff, so we just print some flyers, print some T-shirts, but a bing, Olympics. Uh, so you can save some money on venues, like maybe a few hundred million dollars. Uh, out of your $4.6 billion budget, which is already three times the price of the 1988 Olympics. And that $826 million in 1988, that includes the cost of the uh, uh, venue construction. Uh, so, yeah, you'll save a bit, but it's nowhere near um, even 25% of the total. Because uh, you got to re remember, sports have advanced, uh, so a lot of these tracks are going to have to be upgraded and made more challenging. There are way more sports. 1,400 athletes came in 1988. Sochi had about 3,000, so you could imagine that uh, it could be up to 3,500 by the time 2026 rolls around. So, you know, double the number of athletes, more sports, more complexity, and it's just a bigger show. Uh, I mean, if you really want to watch something adorable, go see Winter Olympics in the 50s and 60s. The opening ceremony was just a local, you know, the Swiss brass band played, and then the athletes just kind of walked around an outdoor track on packed snow, like, oh, hey, and then that was the opening ceremony, and then maybe there was a 21-gun salute from the local riflery club. <laughs> uh, and now it's a major big deal, uh, like just the opening ceremony, money alone has to have fireworks and you know the queen is parachuting in 
uh, et cetera. So, yeah, it's a much bigger operation than we're used to. Now, the American government says they have a, a track record at profit. Vancouver has said that it turned a, a $1.9 million profit. Is that actually some number fudging here? Or are we actually seeing some profitable games? Well, yeah. I mean, the Olympic Committee themselves turns a profit. Uh, but what they're doing is they're discounting all the, the federal and uh, local grants that went into that. So uh, I'm trying to think. I think it was Lake Pla- – no, no, no. Um, what's the one that's uh, – anyway, if you look Salt at the Lake U.S. ones that uh, held a profit, uh, Lake Placid actually lost a whole bunch of money in 1980. But, uh, oh, oh you're the – Salt Lake were, City. Salt Lake City had uh, $56 Salt million City, in the black. The one, yeah. yeah. So Salt Lake City says, hey, the local organizing committee, we made a profit, but what they don't mention is, oh, we got $600 million plus in loans from the federal government. So, uh, I mean, if you're holding uh, an event and you make $50 million, I mean, that's still negative $550 million, you know, in the holistic taxpayer whole. So it's not like we as taxpayers can invest in this. Uh, in, in this event, and then we get a check in the mail, like you know, you, you, you've made 20 cents on the dollar on this Olympics. So you're losing taxpayer money even in the most successful instance. And the one thing that I find interesting here, and I remember hearing this from uh, people that lived in, in Rio, I remember hearing this from people that lived in London and, and in Vancouver, everyone who is normally in that place gets the heck out of there if they can when it's going on. So you're right when you, you get this influx of Olympic tourists, but even locals say, I want nothing to do with my own city right now. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was in Vancouver right, at the 2010 Olympics, and uh, I, I left, um, which probably wasn't the most patriotic thing. But uh, anyway, I, I, I'm sure uh, Los Angeles just got the Summer Olympics, and anybody who's lived in Los Angeles for a period of time or even visited it, it's a traffic nightmare. So it would be even more of a traffic nightmare during the Olympics. So I imagine by that time, uh, most of them will just have moved to Texas anyway, so it will just be a moot point. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite difficult to live in an Olympic city. So if you can find a way out, you will find a way to do it. So I guess the big question is, if the numbers are so clear here, why is there such a a clinging by local governments to an Olympic bid? I know John Tory uh, in Toronto ha- had really tried to rally support for one and, and was very shocked to find out there was none. And that was, by the way, even after Toronto had hosted the Pan Am Games. So they would have been able to launch from that into something else. In Calgary as well, that sort of progressive, you know, city urban thinker type has tried to say this is a, a good thing to do. Why, why is that there? Is it just the people just don't care about money? I guess, uh, well, this is the part where I guess uh, I have to editorialize. I would posit that it shows a deficit of local ideas because it's the most uncreative possible municipal idea you could get. Because you're like, what's a big thing we can do in the city? And you just switch on your TV and you're like, oh, this thing, you know, the, the number one largest mega project. I mean, the obvious answer to let's hold a giant mega project, seconded only by like a world expo. Uh, or something. So uh, I, I would I would put it up to creativity and just sort of, you know, let's do this big shiny fun thing when a lot of municipal things kind of suck, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, urban blights or poverty or homelessness. Uh, those kind of suck and aren't very exciting. So, you know, you get elected to city council, uh, you much rather want to be the guy, you know, handing out the red mittens on uh, Olympic Day. Uh, rather than the thankless task of actually benefiting the city in a material way. And didn't Vancouver have to, like, hide their homeless people during the Olympics? Uh, 
How did they? What did they do with their? Because I, I know, I, I know there was. A, I remember reading stories about homelessness during the Vancouver Olympics, and I know they have a huge problem there. And I mean, quite frankly, everyone I think who even makes like a hundred thousand a year there has to be homeless in in the current real estate climate. But they, I remember reading there was something about some basically exodus from the core they had to somehow manage. I think the deal was it was just sort of made less friendly to be homeless. So. You know, if you were in a doorway, you'd sort of be hassled a lot earlier. Now, if you listen to uh, all these sort of anti-Olympics blogs that I read at the time, uh, there was basically Gestapo buses just making people disappear. That didn't happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, obviously, if you were in an Olympic space and, you know, just kind of uh, sleeping on it, uh, you were probably hassled. And this was a, an unfamiliar thing in Vancouver. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Tristan Hopper joining me on the line, writer with the National Post, giving Calgary the dose of common sense I feel we so desperately need when it comes to the uh, merits or lack thereof of an Olympic bid. Uh, Tristan Hopper, good to talk to you, sir. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.